two, one. I think we're recording. It says recording. There's a record. It says recording in the top thing. Okay, I can pause it and stop. Okay, cool. We're recording all this right now. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Hello. Welcome, worldwide audience. Um, we are uh, Ben and Fiona. Fiona is eating the remnants of sushi right now. Deconstructed sushi. Deconstructed sushi. So if sushi is like, you know, the mind, we are deconstructing it, much like sushi. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? It's called... Well, I did, and yeah. uh, I'm preferring not to comment. Um, it's, called, it's called an anal allergy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you pronounce it? Yeah. <laughs> an uh. anal allergy. Uh, so yeah, what's what's been good with you? <laughs> what's been good with me? Oh, nothing much. You know, just a typical Saturday night. Um, I mean, actually, it is kind of a typical Saturday night. The is week, it? The weekends during this coronavirus quarantine, which I'm currently on day 13 of, but who's counting, right? Um, <laughs> is uh, that the weekends actually do feel pretty similar? It's the weekdays that really blend together. But yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm in Olympia right now with uh, two other housemates. One went to go visit a friend in Eugene and it's just me and a housemate here. And Breaking rank. Breaking, Breaking rank. rank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll you? get to that discussion about the collective good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how you doing? How's your Saturday night? Uh, you know, you know, um, have sushi. Can't complain. Yeah. We've, um. So I'm much to the horror of all of the people I was on a virtual happy hour call with on Friday afternoon. Um, I am quarantining with like eight other people. Um, And so family dinner nights have been like the uh, gravitational pull of our lives. And so just had a little family sushi night and, that, and it's been nice like everyone we just kind of acknowledged it we've been doing it for like over a week now but like everyone kind of takes over a night and we'll cook a meal um so that's been that's been great i think we're we're coming together even more than ever nice and what about that's your good. house that's good uh, it's okay i don't know if we had family dinners i think we've had a few more than we had before for me, it's important that we have a routine, right? Yeah. I, I take the like earliest shift in the morning and then Alyssa usually wakes up a few hours later and then Pete wakes up sometime in the afternoon or like by noon. Um, and, you know, they usually take the uh, night shift. What shift? Like cooking or what? No, just like being conscious. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this predictable, uh, quiet slash social time. Mm-hmm. It's your your routine, how you measure your days. I guess, I guess, yeah. Honestly, I think work does more for me to measure, like, this is a Wednesday, this is a Thursday, this is a Friday, so-and-so. And if I didn't have the tiny little bit of work that I still weirdly have to do, um, mm-hmm. my days would just smush together completely, which I'm trying yeah, to stop from happening. That's funny. My friend... Uh, Shout out to Julia if you're listening ever in the future to this episode because we want you to be on as a guest someday. Um, was talking about my uh, talking with my friend and she was like, I feel like I'm busier than ever. Like time's flying by. I think I'm in the minority here. Um, and I feel like for some people, they're working more than they would in the office. Like they're remote, going remote with their jobs is is making them um busier like they're they're just not and especially workaholics this sounds like a terrible time for workaholics maybe it's not any different but Mm -hmm. terrible time for workaholics yeah i don't know it depends who you ask um as a self-described workaholic um it's been great and maybe we can just kind of dive into this episode we wanted to kind of talk about the effects of the coronavirus but Mm -hmm. how they're affecting socially people socially how people are socially reacting to distancing social distancing 
you know, um, what it means, people's responses to this completely tumultuous time, people embracing the tumultuousness of it, the uncertainty, the destructiveness, the horrificness, people embracing the possibilities of it, the, you know, atmosphere rife with possibilities for a better world, maybe um, if the old one crumbles down in a quick enough <laughs> time. Um, but And the people who have not changed and are pretty uh, upset at people who at the government putting shelter in place orders uh, in place and not really thinking that one through, not providing any way to like let people stop doing what they they're doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. We're like, okay, uh, great. You do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. I feel like. Tell me if you agree, but I feel like we're in this absurd state right now of just band-aiding every problem that is just unraveling and oh, yeah, it's like five a, new chasms of problems yeah like water spouts just we're trying to like <coughs> towel over one and then another geyser erupts or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah whack-a-mole no it, it, it's pretty crazy you know i mean i feel like uh, the hood is up the mask is off and i think like the inherent failures of our society and our ability to keep people alive for more than a two-week time period if something like this happens and you know i mean like okay rent is coming up soon you know maybe maybe people have enough for about one month's rent but like even that's pretty uh a lot of people are not going to be good with that and like next month too like like you said a lot of it's just like well we're not going to do a rent freeze but we are going to do a you know not allowing evictions for 60 days. It's like, okay, you know, oh, we're not going to give like a job guarantee thing or like universal basic income or M Medicare for all. But we will make these vague statements about, oh, coronavirus tests will be accessible and affordable for your family, you know? And then, you know, Joe Biden going back and saying, oh, no, no, never mind, never mind, they're actually going to be free. Um, or like, you know, people doing like a one-time payment of $1,200. It's like, okay, that's, a, that's like an insult, you know? Uh, Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. My housemate was trying to figure out what kind of food benefits she could get, um, being unemployed and they offered her some like $56 for the month, which is like, that's just not any $56. Okay. Do you, it's like, okay. Can you, can you eat for $56 a month? <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, but I mean, we, yeah, we should say up front that we're fortunate to not only have kept our jobs, but also to be able to work them remotely. Some people are still being forced to go into work or they're just, they're still going into work by choice. I don't know. They're, they're just, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So you live in a house with six other housemates, correct? We, yeah. 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 And, you know, some of them are jobless, others are, you know, their jobs are maybe hanging in the balance. Like, do you, how do you, do you feel weird or even guilty? You know, not guilty, but just weird, I guess, that you still have a job and can work remotely compared to other people who just can't? Uh, I, it just like fortunate is the word that keeps coming up. Um, I think that I want to be more available. Like it, is it's I don't know having gone through really long periods of unemployment myself where everything's just like not having the structure of job or school like do we, you know do we have to have that structure in our lives no it would be great if we couldn't but to just have that like uncertainty hanging over you is uh is super stressful so I don't know I, I kind of feel the need to like work in a communal area with everybody more like it's it's more productive for me to be upstairs in my room secluded doing my work for five hours a day um, but I've been gravitating more towards the communal area because I just want to like provide my social energy to the people who are unemployed and, and trying to like get um yeah just figure out shit right now being unemployed is stressful newsflash mm -hmm. <laughs> shocker hot take yeah yeah, yeah.
where do you work in your house and how is how is everyone else around you typically i worked on the couch um on the couch or maybe if i'm really trying to shape up i'll just sit in up your the living, table. Room. living room yeah i am um it's it's honestly i find i find myself getting kind of almost irritated at some people during the weekday like because you know two of my housemates don't like work right now um and you know a few other people who might come by or come near the house like they don't really work at all either um Mm -hmm. because they don't have a job right now and so everyone lost their job right they lost their job yeah yeah Yeah. um and so they're kind of assuming that like i don't need to work or they're kind of like hey ben like want to hang out or like what do you want to go take a walk or you want to go to the yeah yeah. and i'm just like oh all we have is all this time and i'm like "Mm, actually i i still have to work like normally um yeah so how to balance that yeah how to navigate those social pressures and, and trying to like support people while also like maintaining some semblance of balance with your own life and need to still bring in money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had the sense of like, Oh, I'm going to get fired if I don't do a good enough job, you know, proving now how useful I am in this time of expendability. Yeah. And you know, if we do the pressures on to like do a real a good enough job so that later on down the line it's like we could have been remote i could do more remote work see how well yeah. it worked out during coronavirus yeah um, dude the entire thing is just going to be hey all those little things those crumbs that you gave us during coronavirus so why weren't we having those all the time <laughs> yeah 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 how how important is uh, uh, is in-person work culture. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is very performative anyway. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. useful for the individual who wants to get work done. Like, yeah, working by yourself is difficult. Yeah, we're both yeah. introverts, FYI. Yeah, this is our time, dude. This is our time to shine. This is our <laughs> golden hour. This yeah. is the moment we've all been waiting for. I got a text from my colleague, uh at work and he was like oh like like as an extrovert this is so difficult and i was like oh you sweet puppy and it's just <laughs> everything's gonna be okay it's gonna be fine <laughs> an extrovert living alone right now that sounds really rough yeah yeah although to be quite honest i don't feel that bad we've been living in an extrovert's world since the day we were born so you can handle a few months right? <laughs> Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was your thing earlier about, um, the accelerated breakdown of our society? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I kind of wanted tonight's topic to try to not veer into the political stuff. I mean, insofar as the political realities affect people's personal responses to it, you know, um, Mm -hmm it's interesting talking to people and, and seeing the level, the different layers and levels of like despair that people have um, or a lack of despair. Like there's a lot of like overwhelming feelings that people are just going through right now. And it's pretty weird to just like see people cycle through them. And sometimes I'm, you know, really insisting on the heartbreak of the situation. Like if I'm talking to my parents and, you know, my dad today, he was like, oh, you know, I mean, if it, like, if this, like, if the, if there is a recession, and I just cut him off before he cut him off, I was like, dad, this is a recession. Like, this is a economic depression. Like, it's not like a question of, like, you know, if, if this, if this gets economically bad, I'm like, dude, dad, like, the majority of my friends are jobless now in like a week, you know? And so I think there's certain moments when I'm like really spotlighting like the, the like bad negative things about this because I'm trying to communicate the, both the scope of the destruction and chasm of possibility for goodness that could come about, you know, if we do our work. And, you know, I think a lot of people rightfully sense the creative good possibility that this crisis can open up kind of like a, like a reverse shock doctrine. Right. You know? Um, but also at the same time, like don't assume that this crisis itself is just going to like 
get that going. Like there's going to be an opportunity that is going to be presented to us. And we're not going to know what that opportunity looks like, but we have to be ready for it when it comes. And I feel like um, that's really important to like digest and like wait for and look out for in the midst of this chaos. <clears throat> and yes, in the midst of like these strange guilt ridden positivity that people like myself get out of this at this moment, because like how else could you see it other than like with a typical like millennial eye view of like, well, my retirement plan is society breaking down and money becoming obsolete. <laughs> and so like, surprise, surprise, the age of acceleration is here and now we're pummeling forward. And now I'm just trying to get everybody else up to, up to speed, up to the level of like assumptions that I feel like I've been carrying with me for years. Well, what is it, that quote? I just looked it up uh, that I sent you earlier this week. Um, only a crisis, actual or perceived, produces real change. When that crisis occurs, the actions that are taken depend on the ideas that are lying around. That's wonderful, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, should have chose yeah. Bernie. Um, we were three weeks away. We were, about, like, three, we missed the, the perfect crisis, meeting the perfect person and set of, like, ideas to match it, but we were just... Ooh, just missed, just missed. You're so close. <laughs> I've thought about that, and I've also thought about how I don't know if it would have made a difference. Maybe I think not. That when there's incredible times of um, uncertainty, people also just like cling to uh, just what they know even mm -hmm. tighter. Like you know, Trump is probably <clears throat> going to do pretty well, mm -hmm. given that there's a now a pandemic going on mm -hmm. yeah 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 maybe maybe it could be right um but yeah anyway so i guess that all is to say that like i've felt a sense of finally breaking the monotony is really the best way that i can describe it this is an opportunity where suddenly like we're breaking the monotony of like politics being this subculture to now politics being the central force that governs everyone's lives and everyone being conscious of it. There's no sports games happening. There's no jobs happening. Literally everyone, all anyone has time to do now is just sit at home and think about politics, so to speak. You know, politics being like, how am I to get my next check? How is the government going to help me? This is the first time that has ever happened in multiple lifetimes. You know what, this is a random tangent, but what was really uh peeving me earlier was i had i'm setting up my student account right now for grad school and i had to go through all these like security questions and i just like i couldn't all of the questions that they give you you know the scroll down questions they're like okay well when was your child's birthday or whatever um and and you have to have all these answers so that if you know you have to access your account someday whatever anyway like so many of them were about sports. It was like, what's your favorite sports team? What's the, it, it was just such a cultural insight into, mm. I don't know, um, American culture or something. They, they were just like, I didn't even have, I couldn't have answered. I like had to pick one, like what city were you born in question. That was like the only one I could actually answer is like, what, What's your favorite sports team? When did your favorite team like win the World Series? Uh, when when were you married? Uh, when what are how many kids do you have? And it's like, uh, this is for a student account. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> people are going to school later and later. I mean, legit. What the fuck are they doing on ESPN two? You know, like, <laughs> what are they? What are they finding? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's my sports tangent for the night. Nice. Remember, my dad told me that in New Mexico, up until very recently, they kept the golf courses open. Um, like, a few days ago, they kept the golf course. Ago? Yeah, yeah, and they finally are closing down the golf courses. Very telling, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, um. mm -hmm. yeah. so, yeah, I mean, what what is your... Have you... Has there been a moment the past couple of weeks where you felt like your mood did not match the mood of, of everyone else around you or the mood of everyone else around you, you weren't able to like click into because you were viewing this crisis from a different lens or different emotional capacity. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that 
I've, uh, I've been finding that I'm a little burnt out lately because everyone feels like they are, it, it feels like ev everyone needs support and I feel fortunate where I am and I just want to, I, my, the giver in me is just like on full burnout mode of just like, what can I be doing for people right now? And I also like want to stay involved like with my activism stuff too. Like currently detention centers is a thing that I'm like really concerned about. Um, but I feel that, um, I don't know, I was telling you the other night, like I, I, uh, I need to, every, everyone seems just like so much more stressed understandably about this and like confined and quarantined and in their quarantine and they're just like starting to break crack a little bit under the stress of like having to stay in the house all the freaking time and I'm just up here like okay well my life hasn't actually changed that much which I feel guilty about I don't feel guilty but I feel like very much aware of how fortunate I am throughout all this um and but I actually like want more me time I like this is great like I'm not even getting enough me time through all this I I I want to like be there with my tribe and I also just like I want to read I've been put I have a stack of books I haven't been reading I want to listen to music I don't know I just want to do shit on my own and <laughs> so I feel overextended a little bit yeah um and that doesn't seem to that's, I mean, that's a personal thing. I feel like everyone's a lot more stressed than I am about it. And I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to monitor that and feel like I'm useful there. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I still have my job. So I have to pay for my fortunateness as being this like emotional sponge for people or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, maybe that's what's, that's what's needed. I, I don't think that I, you know, this is something I did want to talk about, like, a lot of people's instinct to, like, really dig into the isolation, like, yeah, I, this is like confirming my need to, like, stay away from people and, and like, um, and give my precious time to things like, this is like, no, I can't do it right now. It's, this is, we're, we're supposed to shelter in place. It, it seems to be like confirming some of those like isolationist individualist tendencies that we as a culture sometimes exhibit. And mm -hmm. that I feel like could be a really big uh, moral repercussion of this. That exposing, exposing of it. That there are elements in our society that have always like socially yeah. isolated people. Yeah, yeah, like, especially, like, um, with, like, getting involved with, or, like, cl across classes, you know, like, I think people are, it, the, the more money you have, the, like, sometimes the less, like, involved you want to get in helping people's just day-to-day -day struggles, seeing mm -hmm. those struggles, taking precious time, and, like, and also with our busy work lives as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's reinforcing that in a way, like the, no, don't help other people. Don't yeah. think about other people. Just think about yourselves and worry about yourselves. This is like the thing you can do is to socially isolate and be apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see a lot of people kind of pushing back against the literal term social distancing. Yeah. Um, as like a, I don't know, this very strange connotations around it. Like, no, 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 no. Like, we're only physically isolated, not, you know, corporeally or technologically or blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, um, maybe I told this to you. I like heard this from somewhere and it was like, this is a really ironic challenge for our generation who constantly gets like shit on for being like, you know, overly using all these like tech technology apps or, you know, the Gen Z kids too also like, oh, we're all just constantly addicted to social media and blah, 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 blah except all these things are really making us even more isolated, which is also ironic in and of itself. Um, and now suddenly we are forced to use all these like technologies to make more meaningful connections with people than we did before because we don't have no other choice. Yeah. And 
I think that technology has always been a tool. It's a successful, it's been successfully utilized by people running for office and mm -hmm. campaigns and groups. So, yeah. You know, it's weird. You know, what I just thought of huh. like my, my personal reaction to two different kinds of conversations, right? They're like, I'm, I always just feel the need to like counterbalance things. Like, I don't like it when people are just having a conversation about like, oh, did you see this new like Senate stimulus package? It just like gives like billions of dollars away to corporations. It does this, it does that. all these like bad shit, which it obviously does. You know, this, mm -hmm. is, this is like 2008, but all over again, times 10. But basically, like, whenever people are just, like, bitching about, like, Trump or bitching about how bad the situation is and, you know, compounded problems upon compounded problems multiplying and accelerating and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, I just find those those kinds of conversations so boring. You know, it's like when a bunch of, like, boomers are around a table bitching about the latest thing that Trump did. It's like, you're literally just, like, watching a toilet flush in slow motion. And I'm just like, this is boring. You're just, like, staring at a toilet just flushing. And it's just like, that's how that conversation feels. And like, people always, I feel like maybe hope that I'm going to like jump in and be like, yeah, fuck this. But I, I just like won't say anything for these conversations. And we'll just be like washing dishes silently in the same room while people are like bitching and bitching and moaning about like all the different things that are happening that we can't control. Um, and, and, but then like, I'll have to be like, but you know, like, yes, like that is all, I feel like, okay. I wrote down on my notes here, outrage and the end of outrage. And mm -hmm. like how, like, I felt like this very much at, at, in 2016 after Trump's election where suddenly it's like the, the outrageousness and like, like, like outrageousness and actual outrage, like anger that mm -hmm. was like, being conducted by this whole thing was, was just like boiled over so much that I like didn't feel it anymore. And not only did I not feel the, the outrage, but I felt like to be outraged gave away a sense of like, you know, rosy eyed naivety about like what you even expected to have happen. You know, like, yeah, of course things are shitty compounded on shittiness. What did you expect to have happen? You know, like yeah. we should almost be moving beyond the day to day tail chasing outrage of whatever, you know, Trump did, you know, and actually start looking a little bit beyond the horizon and like, okay, Therefore, what? What is our job now? Knowing that all these things are happening, like, can we look a little bit farther into the future to plan fucking ahead and actually figure out how we, like, climb out of this, you know? And if that means we got to, like, break some windows or make a new fucking, you know, political party, like, I don't know. But, like, but like um, I just think that, like, outrage for its own sake at this point is not only counterproductive, it's just boring. I find mm -hmm. it boring. And it doesn't, like, express your sense of, like, awareness of what's going on, you know? Yeah, I've, I've felt, like, my uh, political awakening around Bernie's campaign has been met with this sort of, like, oh, that's cute. Like, you, you really... Um, the kids you really, have something to believe in. Yeah, you expected things to... You had hope. That's really sweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> hope is a dangerous thing hope can kill a man <laughs> yeah but i mean i think i think that i lack historical perspective that these people who are shaking their head at me have and yeah you're right i, I have not been that interested in like political history up until you know kind of recently and now i'm like all into zin and whatever but uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty late to the game there and uh i I do think that the I don't know I'm I'm more I'm more invested in these like these conversations that like the DSA is having of just like okay we recognize that this is a moment and here's what happens during these moments like when you give it context from me then I'm like oh yeah like this is now I'm engaged like you you give it historical context for me and say like this time in history here's like here's this moment coming around again. Let's grab it. This is what we can do. This is how we fucked up last time. Mm -hmm. So I feel that. Yeah. 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 But. And, and, you know, the right wing will 
always, always take advantage of this. And so we need to take advantage of this too. And we'd be dupes not to. You know, that's why people who are like, oh, like, why does the Green New Deal have to exist? Why can't we just like focus on cutting emissions? You know, it's just like, because that's this like scope and scale of what's actually necessary. If you want to take into account the implications of all the like lost jobs and like economic like upheaval and cultural backlash and all that shit, you literally need to give money into people's hands. You literally need to give people jobs. You literally need to say that politician that you keep voting for is literally standing in the way of you feeding your family. And that's all it takes. Um, yeah. 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 Otherwise, you know, yeah. Fossil fuel profits will continue to, um, you know, fund our education system and we'll have all these perverse incentives mm-hmm. yeah. or like how in Washington state, like literally cutting down the forest funds our education system <laughs> wow. or like timber industry funds our education system so we have to keep on cutting down forests or else our education budget will deplete that's, that's <laughs> super ironic in a way yeah yeah or you know all these tiny towns in new mexico where like the oil and fracking industry literally funds like th- these entire towns they prop up this in- the entire economic system around these towns you know and so it's like you know, who are you Rightfully so. Yeah. Who the fuck are you to come in and say you can't, you know, drill here, you know, without offering an alternative vision? And that alternative vision is not radical. It's the only thing necessary. And this is why I think, you know, our useful energy that we put into organizing should be t- should also like come with some serious like historical studying. We mm-hmm. need to be able to meet. Uh, we need to be able to counter the these corporate interests of banking on our amnesia with like with like facts and and things very 1984 style like just counter it with what what actually happens banking on amnesia i like it mm-hmm. the name of our podcast <laughs> We're still looking for a name. I know. We should probably get figure that out soon. It's getting we're stuck on fourth episode already. There's a uh oh man. If anybody listens to it, they're gonna give me some shit for this. But Noname, I think, is a great, is a cool like artist. Um we could have a a name like that where we're no name. No name? Is that like what is no that name, from? but we're no name. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it helps if you see it spelled out. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. See what you're coming from. I see where you're coming from, though. I don't so, understand you, but I see where you're coming from. So people are all stressed about social distancing, and we're all just like, oh, but you know, like, can I see this person? And this person has like mental health issues. Like, should I? Should they really be alone right now? Mm-hmm. And like, how are we dealing with that? Like, are mm-hmm. we? offering concessions are we trying to find wiggle room are we like are are we having like how how do you deal with like people who are not um are prioritizing social above this crisis like are you judging them are you wondering if you should judge them or wondering if you should say something no, just I mean, just purely like, like how do you how do you feel about like making concessions and like you know having a little wiggle room for like the emotional argument of but I need to like see these people, mm-hmm. um, and and then how how are you like having broaching those conversations with other people? Like, what are other people's reactions that you're having to navigate? Are the people who aren't taking it seriously? Yeah. I think, you know, there's moments where I've definitely been the bad guy and there's moments where I've been the person pushing the boundaries. So yeah, it kind of depends, you know, like I, um, I'm right. A conversation with someone who like, uh, I don't know. It's like some people take it really personally. It seems like, like, Hey, can you make sure to do the proper, sanitization measures can you wash your hands yeah can you wash your fucking hands please do the bare fucking minimum <laughs> um no for real though i mean everyone should be doing that right at the bare minimum um uh you know before coming inside our house or if you you know have gone to the store all that stuff i mean everyone should have hand sanitizer in their car if they're going to the store but 
Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, there's been moments where I've been the bad guy, where I've been like, I hate to do this, but like we're gonna have to wait a little bit. Hold on, um, and 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 also like making sure that people's rules actually make sense and not just to make people feel better, but even though there's like huge holes in them, like the idea mm-hmm. that like, okay, if one person lives in a house with like three or five other people, like them by themselves coming to hang out with me by myself is not like some sort of limitation on the spread of germs. Like they're gonna go back to their house and spread anything that I have or anyone else that I live with has back to the people that they live with. And so like, yeah being like i appreciate you know your kind of like surface level uh attempt at like being like limiting in your germ spread but like there's still all these huge holes in like the things you're doing so we might as well just all be okay as a group with all of your housemates as a group because once one person gets let in the whole it's a shared germ pool you know so i think yeah. it's just like popping people's yeah yeah and, and so it's like it's really if if you do like if you do have a certain number of people that you are like yeah this is my social loop here um do you then try i mean you're trying to limit your contact with the outside world you're trying to uh have like a sort of designated shopper or or you know at least coordinate your shopping so that it's like you're not bringing this like cold times three out and spreading it super quickly to everybody. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there there's so many so many inconsistencies. And then I talk with like uh, <laughs> talked with my aunt today, who's like, um, I I'm still going to work. Like we're still going to work. Um, I don't. I'm not doing this like <laughs> the shelter in place thing is is uh, kind of silly. Like you can. Uh, I, and I've, I've heard other people like, you know, you can uh, provide us with the basic, you can provide us with like testing, you can provide us with uh, money. If you, if you want us to like shelter in place, you have not put up, you've not set up the system for us to do so. Like we're just having to all of a sudden subsist on nothing and have no tests and there's no like real end in sight everybody's just kind of like so we do this for the foreseeable future or what Mm -hmm. i think they're just i think some people's reactions have been like um i i think it's like we're seeing an inconsistency at the governmental level at the federal level um in in trying to scramble and coordinate this response so so that's like how some people are reacting to it like no i'm not i'm going to go about things as i normally do um which Mm -hmm. we can pass moral judgment on them but yeah is the people that you know that are not sheltering in place is it that they like there is a shelter in place order and they're just choosing to ignore it or that they have to go to work like or or why are they not doing it is it like, yeah, they're ignoring it. Just ignoring it because they think it's bullshit. Yeah. Wow. Mm. This is in other states. Right, right. Dude, the South is gonna get fucked. Yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. Louisiana's turning into the next New York. No, really. I heard Georgia's really bad too. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they're blaming uh, Mardi Gras. Like everyone just went Jesus out for Mardi Gras. Um, yeah. And we needed one we needed time for one last bash before this hit and they didn't give us adequate time so no they didn't i wish they had yeah the end of the world is coming at least let us like have time for a party i know right yeah whatever i'm not dying sober (laughs) (sighs) um what wait what just was in front of my quarantinis Wait, what just happened in the camera? I put oh. my hand. Over. Oh, okay. Jesus, it looks like it looks like some animal just like walked across the screen and blocked it off for a second. I got a cat. You know, adoption oh. rates are up right now. I heard. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Cats and dogs don't get it. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I saw this article about how Washington is one of the only states right now that is like beginning 
to slightly start to bend the curve, right? And honestly, when I read that, I was filled with just disappointment and dread. Really? Yeah, I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want this to end. But so, you know, Governor Inslee was like, okay, we're going to have this in place until at least, you know, for at least two weeks. It's it's until April 6th, probably longer. Um, And what, like, what do you think the good is of giving us that leeway? I don't know. Like, not saying this is from now until, like, we see an improvement. Like, just taking it into our, our life is lived right now in two week spurts. It seems like everyone's latching onto the two week periods. Unfortunately, yes. So, I don't know. Do you think he, I think he possibly should have said, no, this is for the foreseeable future. Like, this isn't going away in two weeks. I'm not going to dangle that in front of you guys. I think he has to just because I think he knows it's going to be months, but he's saying weeks because he doesn't want to freak people out. It's a lot easier to get people to digest the reality that they have to do something for weeks rather than they have to do something for months. It's just like a, we can't allow panic. I'm just like, well, tell us what the fuck we need to do scientifically. Don't give a fuck about our panic. Don't baby talk us, you know, but that's just the reality. Yeah. Um, I think it's silly. I don't believe in this whole, like, this whole rush buying the grocery stores, I think is very silly, but I do see this like herd mentality of just being so prone to panicking about things. And it's, uh, it's an an extension of our individualistic mindset. I don't know, we just were kind of like, what, I read this thing, now I'm gonna go act this way without like, you know, consulting, your community common source i don't know yeah i think history will comment on our uh on our response versus other countries yeah yeah i think i was going over this earlier in this conversation didn't quite get to this point but like remember after the 2016 election like after like for the year leading up to it i felt like i was like on social media all the, all the time. I felt like very like politically charged, politically motivated to just talk and talk and comment and really do my research and work hard and make sure that people like knew that not only did I give a shit about what was going on, but that I really had a, like a point of view and something to say and, you know, was just like so charged up. But then like after the election, I felt like this weird like quietness. Like I had like lost my ability to like, um, express myself and I definitely feel that a lot um now like suddenly things just have boiled over so much that I find it tedious to even keep up with it because what I've always known all along is just continuing to you know chug along uh the destruction and hopefully rebirth of alternative institutions and um I think that um yeah it's just a sense of like I just I don't feel the need to like post I don't feel the need to like talk about it. I don't really feel, I don't like, don't know like what to even say about it because there's so much to say. And I feel like everyone else is already doing it for me that the market is pretty much cornered. And I'd rather just kind of like dissolve away and like work on some music and creative shit in the background. And I'll let the rest of the world, you know, relight their hair on fire because of a political situation. I feel like I've been doing it long enough. Yeah. I mean, if this is what gets us going, um, then it's it's a little short-sighted. I don't know. Yeah. I think that we are, I think that a lot of people are trying to like share, like I have my like section of social media friends who are basically just pumping out like PSAs about coronavirus right now and yeah, just yeah. circulate keeping circulating all of like that's all of the that's all they're doing they've just like started a machine there of just like reiterating all of the important articles about what to do and it's like week by it makes it feel like week by week we're just like it it, it does like provide this chaotic feeling to this whole thing and i think um that's where people 
like in my circle have started to burn out. It's like you're just reading the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, have you encountered somebody being like, can we like talk about something else, please? Besides that. <laughs> We had a, a talk about rent moratorium. We had a moratorium on coronavirus talking. Nice. Uh, you know, this is. This I'm is glad our house doesn't have that, <laughs> but I definitely. Yeah. And at first, I really was like, I was, I was miffed. I was dismayed. I was like, but like, this is all there is to talk about. Like, yeah, <laughs> we've got to talk about this. Like, if if we're not, I feel like you guys are not like caring or you're going to be flippant about it or you're just like not like you're not going to like observe the world changing here mm-hmm. um but now i understand the emotional toll of and and the fertility of just like being on the beat seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's weird i don't care about people talking about it um but I personally don't feel the need to like, like I'm happy having other people tell me updates at this point, but I'm not going to spend any personal time looking for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's stupid to like be like triggered by like hearing about it. It's like, come the fuck on. People are being bombed in other countries. Like you can deal with like a daily update. <laughs> yeah. yeah um what a world what do you feel about the people who are like um really leaning into like this is a time to recenter and like get into gardening and and here's how to spend time by yourself Mm -hmm. all these guides coming out on like how to yeah how to socially isolate whatever yeah i don't know i mean I feel like we were we were already very socially atomized before, and this isn't really adding that many more layers to a pre-existing condition. Um, um, I, I, we, our society, chose to do this social isolation thing at literally the most perfect moment in history, when there is an abundance of content out there of just Netflix and videos and shows and like, mm-hmm. like we can like imagine if people spent like all of like world war two with like Netflix instead of playing like tic-tac-toe with their grandpas and addicts or whatever the fuck they were doing, you know, yeah. like it's just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's so cushy, you know, like, like our lives still, you know, everything being as it is, our lives are still really fucking cushy. And so, like, um, I don't know, maybe I'll feel different tomorrow. But I think it's, like, kind of adorable, adorable in a kind of, like, way when people are, like, this is the time for finding yourself. This is the time for garden. See, this is when, like, remember how I just said earlier in this conversation, when I hear people talking about the negative shit, I'm, like, I don't have anything to contribute to this, like, ridiculous conversation going nowhere. But the opposite happens. When, like, people are, like, this is the time to, like, you know, find a hobby or, like, uh, make music or do this or, like, garden or do stuff like that. And I just find it really, like, just precious and, like, be, like, people are dying, goddammit, you know? Like, I just, like, want to come in with my self-righteous, like, thing and, like, just, like, pop that bubble. Like, this isn't, like, a... This isn't a writing retreat. This isn't a self-care retreat. This isn't like a, you know, three-month spa day. Like, um, at the same time, I love it. Like, I love love that aspect of it because I am a workaholic and I just ended a three-week legislative session that, like, it was a really intense thing. And this couldn't have been a cushier cushion to land on. It's like, uh-huh. cool, you worked hard for this three-week spurt that comes with uh, with your job, right? Now you have a full month to just sit on your ass and watch Netflix, you know, because it just so happens it's a global pandemic, but it's yeah, great. Like, I love it. Some people's lives are, like, just the acknowledgement that, like, as Cardi B said, you know, not everybody has their, like, their own bedroom to go to. Not everybody has their own, like, space. So, yeah, like, Working this class is a hero. Very, 
uh, or, you know, they're living with their fucking abuser, like, you know, domestic violence shit mm-hmm. is up right now. Like, yeah. uh, this is not a cushy situation for a lot of people. This yeah. is a very horrible scenario. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I also just on a, like, I don't know, workers rights abolish capitalism side of me. I'm just like, yeah, also appreciate the stillness like if you can find it like find a little time to appreciate it and don't just like go unto the breach once more mentality yeah yeah i appreciate the quietness of barely any cars on the road actually but yeah that's a thing like there aren't as many cars on the road and there's less air pollution and there's going to be a couple little things like that that are like oh well this is uh this is what it looks like without capitalism and mm-hmm. it's kind of nice yeah yeah ubi right now all <laughs> right yeah all the shit we should have had earlier yeah what was that shit um, or, uh, madison was saying earlier some people are worried that like people just like won't know what to do with themselves without work like they are there was some like probably republican senator saying this like I, I, you know, we don't want to like, we don't want people don't to give too long. Right. Because then people will miss out on the inherent, that's some like Protestant mindset bullshit. Yeah. 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 Prevalent. We believe hard work is its own reward in the next life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Slash keep grinding those gears for our profits. Yeah. I remember like I was getting some shit from a friend of mine because like, it's like, oh, this is a time to like, you know, read books and like, don't just like sit on the couch and like watch Netflix and like for months, you know, and like they were basically just like shitting on the idea of anybody actually spending this time to like relax and decompress. And I was like, no, fuck you. Like, yeah. like, like if I want to relax and watch Netflix for four months and do nothing, like that's my fucking right, you know? And that like just kind of also is like a silly thing. Like we shouldn't just get into activism during this time because we like are bored and lonely. Like I I don't want that to be the basis for revolution. <coughs> like that's gonna be so unsustainable and short lived. Like mm-hmm. get into activism because you care about something. Like get into activism because there's like a shit ton of like things going on right now that our government is not addressing like don't get into it because like you're like going to be uh um what am i trying to say better than thou uh about like how Mm -hmm. you spend your time right now yeah spend more time posting about it than doing the work yeah Yeah. so yep are you relaxing at all like how how are you relaxing yeah i'm so relaxed right now i'm so relaxed right now (laughs) i mean in general yeah um yeah i feel very syrupy lately um is that a negative thing uh, it can be um how am i relaxing i don't know just like watching (laughs) watching a lot of tv right i'm sort of in like like the honeymoon period of this pandemic yeah um i am just like hanging out and i started recording music again yesterday so i have been doing i'm sort of all right now is the time to begin to uh, continue and finish a lot of my creative endeavors that i never really get a chance to do during my workaday world um and so yeah i just go bounce back between that and watching tv and going for lots of walks out in the forest uh yeah yeah and yeah i mean i still spend a lot of time doing regular work too which really sucks i've been hearing some people say like the walk or the grocery run is like the high point of their week yeah and if you yeah like (laughs) it's silly that you know like what was it like people uh people are so for like uh, solitary confinement but then they can't like stay a week in their own houses in their own like nice cushy houses mm-hmm. like we're just uh <laughs> really floundering here with with staying with having to be confined anywhere and it's 
it's it's funny like yeah the the walk is nice but i the walk is always nice in my mm -hmm. if, if i can work a walk into my day any day that's going to be like probably one of the high points yeah Going to Trader Joe's usually is the high point of my week, but uh, nowadays, yeah. you know, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. grocery funny. store workers are the troops now. <laughs> yeah, have you, uh, some, our ED was talking about uh, them going by, like, going alphabetically by last name. That was mm -hmm. some, like, order in the pipeline um, uh, that they would start, like, grouping people on like days because people are still like going willy-nilly to the grocery store so they're gonna be a bit more strict about that and like go alphabetically mm. by last name or household or something hmm. wow really assign that's us some, to a that day. sounds like that sounds like some seattle bullshit i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know proclamation proclamation on high I declare that the Trader Joe's customer base shall be rewarded alphabetically and with academic merits. I just imagine that is all. Like, the, bubonic, the bubonic plague, you know, you have this like hear ye, hear ye page boy who like is just reading from a scroll and is just like, you know, dies 24 hours later. That's kind of mm -hmm. dark. But, um, just, Black plague jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're, they're gonna come out but they didn't have any like that was a big thing um i thought i read like that they didn't have efficient ways to spread the news and so they'd just kind of be like that whole neighborhood is condemned like don't go mm -hmm. there don't go to that region um mm -hmm. and now we have really we have the, a 15 year old like tracking all of the cases <laughs> like yeah blowing up or whatever that's funny yeah um yeah i'm really interested to learn more about the black plague and different histories of pandemics which i'm sure you've probably dove into lately i have dove into a really cool article about the history of pandemics um it is cool i will share it with you but, oh yeah, an infographic, the history of pandemics by death toll, which somebody pointed out to me that this is, um, this is not, uh, what, what was the point? Yeah, if it's going by like, anyway, I'll, I'll remember the point later, but it's, it's a little faulty data. But you have the, uh, do you want to guess what the biggest pandemic was in history? Yeah. What 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 would be your guess? I mean, I would guess the Black Plague, just because that's the most famous. Didn't like a third of Europe die? Yep. Yeah, yep. that's crazy. Uh, Thirty to fifty percent of European Europe. Wow, population. that's crazy. Uh, what, what 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 were the years of that? Uh, thirteen forty-seven to thirteen fifty-one. Wow. Four years. Four that's, years. That's it. And it took two hundred years for the continent's population to recover. Holy shit. That's crazy. I want to learn more about that. I bet people were freaking out. This is the curse of God. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, imagine, totally. imagine what that would do psychically to a society. You know. I mean, we're still saying like people are still saying shit like that. Like, oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, huh. I'm sending it to you. Right That's super cool. Um, yeah, it it goes by like a little fuzzy. Uh, I don't know, germ or whatever. So. Black plague is like a big, big fuzzy germ, and uh, <laughs> a big, big fuzzy germ. That sounds really. And this like timeline going back to like mm. you know zero BC. Maybe I'll watch a YouTube documentary tonight about the black plague. Huh. Yeah, any vampire references you think came out? Do you think they had like uh, an uptick in vampire literature around then? Was I don't think vampires were a thing until. Let's all right. Know. Next next episode: history of vampires. Uh huh. Uh, the second largest by death toll was smallpox. Oh. Fifteen twenty. Fifteen twenty. So, right around the time that uh, you know, the continents, Europe's uh, population recovered, they were hit by smallpox. Hmm. Oh, but this was in um, 
yeah, it, like it, it wiped out a lot of Europeans, but like uh, most uh, devastating was the effect on Native Americans. This was like, uh, you know, the topic in Guns, Germs, and Steel. It, it killed an estimated 90% of Native Americans. Wow. That sounds worse than the Black Death. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, not by like numbers, but um, by like percentage of a group. <laughs> Maybe mm. that's the worst one on here. Yeah. Yeah. But it was weaponized. Like, yeah. they would give them blankets, right? The smallpox blankets. Biological warfare, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Crazy. And you, you see, like, well, COVID has already surpassed uh, SARS, MERS, and Ebola. Yeah, I would assume so. I don't remember any of those other ones being like this. Yeah. Response-wise. Those are the ones in, you know, our lifetime. Yeah. AIDS was the last big one. Yeah. I remember hearing about AIDS when I was, like, in middle school and, like, it still seemed like this really scary. I mean, I guess it is, but like compared to how it was in like the 90s and 80s, I feel like we've had that under control more. Oh, yeah. And I got vaccinated. Oh. I think a lot of people do HIV vaccination. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, what are we, maybe 17 months away from a vaccination? 17 months i feel like we have to be a little sooner than that they predicted they science only started working on this basically sometime in february maybe late february i'm not sure yeah um, fact check me on that so science has to catch up and they estimated 12 to 18 months to develop a vaccination and that was on an accelerated timeline hmm. so just gonna go in spikes and waves and for another year and a half where we're mm -hmm. like all right drastic measures and we can like relax a bit and back to drastic measures and yeah this and is gonna then, this is gonna take years yeah probably yeah what a time yeah yeah to what a time student or an epidemiologist yeah something like that a UW professor uh, died from COVID who was studying epidemiology. Really? It's ironic. Right? Huh. Possibly correlative. I'm assuming they were older, right? Yep. Yeah. Unlucky bastard. Right. Could happen to us too. It could, it could. What, some teenager died in LA because they refused to see them because they, they didn't have health insurance. So it's that made in America death right there. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, people in their twenties have died, gotten pretty sick. Yeah. 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 Careful now. I do yeah. plan on seeing you soon, but uh, don't kill me. Uh-huh. Don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> Why is it bad luck? Well, we'll get a, a rap for being socially irresponsible. Socially irresponsible. That's true. Okay, we can edit. We can edit that part out. <laughs> Fix it in post. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not sure how long this thing it hasn't given me an indication that I have ten minutes left, like it usually does. I hope it's like. Are we coming down to the wire? I don't. I feel like we are. I feel like we've been going for a while, but it's not. But it's not giving me any warning or indication. Um. I hope it's not, I, ho I hope it didn't like shut off like a long time ago, but just keep on displaying like it's recording. Yeah, we'll learn this someday. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Why don't we, uh, I don't know, any, uh, anything else you want to touch on here before we wrap it up? Uh, no, no. That's uh, the long and short of it is and we'll we'll be back with more interesting content next time more coronavirus content no doubt no about vampires next oh, about time vampires vampires and the bubonic plague okay watch castlevania yeah. yeah we'll just do we'll we'll just be watching that and providing commentary nice we'll do like a live a live reading 
yeah. live watching a watch party we still need to do a watch party netflix party mm-hmm. netflix party exactly yeah you look so excited yeah <laughs> try to be, try to contain your enthusiasm pretty silly yeah um cool so oh i didn't bring up my herman hess quote oh, bring well. it up whip it out whip it out all right my parting words of wisdom quote from damien by herman hess also in german die gest von emil sinclair's jungens is the translation of the adventures of or what was it like emil the something about emil sinclair's youth anyway uh the quote comes to our hero uh about you know uh a quarter of the way through the book he reads in a it mysteriously pops up in a book in his class it says uh on a sheet of paper somebody has written the bird fights its way out of the egg the egg is the world who would be born must first destroy a world I like that. Leave it at that. Basically, it's a better way of saying, if you're going to make an omelet. Got to crack an egg. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's what we think about our current situation. Yeah, that's what we think about breakfast. (laughs) Cool. Well, um, thanks for thanks for listening, all you people out there in the in the world, I know uh, it's a time of great peril, great possibility. It's true because they both start with P. And so, um, you know, let us go forth and be grateful and be brave. And that should carry us to a lot of wonderful worlds, hopefully. And stay involved. Yeah. Stay involved. Be cool. Stay in school. Follow the rules. Yeah. You're undercutting my, you're undermining my whole uh, gravity. Cool be cool about fire safety. Have oh, a plan. Stop, no, drop, and roll. No, Stop, drop, and roll. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, did I ruin that? Did I ruin your moment? You ruined my moment. Excellent. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go pee, and then I can call you back. Okay. okay. Chill. All right. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.